if you have your Bibles with you tonight. I want you to turn with me, if you would, to the book of John, the Gospel of John. Hallelujah, the Gospel of John. Thank you, sister. Gospel of John. Chapter 4, where we're going today. Praise the Lord. Stand with me all over the building, if you would, in honor of the Word of God tonight for the reading of the Word. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> John chapter 4, verse 23, says this, But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Master, for the next few moments here tonight, Lord, I ask You, Jesus, to anoint O oh God, this word to the hearts and minds of all those that are here. Let me be a mouthpiece, O oh God, for you tonight. That you might speak this word to the understanding of every heart and every mind of everyone in this building. God, I ask you, Lord, to let this word cause it to find a lodging place within our hearts. Cause us to hear it, to understand it, to receive it, and to act upon it. God, I thank you and praise you for it. And everybody said, in Jesus' name, you can be seated. Praise the Lord. I want to talk to you tonight about the Spirit. I want to talk to you tonight about the Spirit, the Holy Ghost. Praise God. I, I have always, I've always liked, to, liked it, the Holy Ghost a whole lot better than I like to hear it called the Holy Spirit. To me, the Holy Ghost sounds powerful and the Holy Spirit just seems to kind of sound smooth and soft. <laughs> I know that the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit are the same thing, but still, to me, I just love it when it's... The Holy Ghost just sounds strong to me for some reason. That's just my preference. I love that. Praise God. But you know, I want to talk to you tonight. The Bible said that we would worship Him in spirit and in truth is to be truly or without falsity or with an ulterior motive, but in truth, praise God, completely and wholly with everything we have. Now, the Bible says over in Galatians 5.16 that we are to walk in the Spirit. Look at that with me. Turn with me to Galatians, just a few chapters past that. Galatians Chapter 5, 16, I'm going to move kind of quickly on some of these scriptures, so if you can't get to them, it's okay. But uh, <clears throat> chapter 5, 16 says this. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. Understand, remember the Bible says you cannot serve God in mammon. You're not going to be able to serve two, church. 
Trying to skate the line is not going to ever get it done. You never will. You're not going to please the flesh. You're not going to please the Spirit either way. The Lord said in another place, He said, I would that you were cold or hot, but because you are neither cold nor hot, but lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. The Lord tells you, get in or get out. That's the Lord's, That's what the Lord said. He said, I would rather, He said, I would that you were cold or hot, one or the other. Now, I want to, I want to tell you something tonight, church. <coughs> As we talked about this morning, briefly, uh, we talked about, uh, we were talking about some different things this morning, but I want you to understand, <coughs> I want you to understand tonight that the Bible tells us to put on the whole armor of God. Isn't that right? Tells us to put on the whole armor of God. But I'm here to tell you tonight, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you can't put on the whole armor of God. Because the the whole armor of God, every part of the armor is a spiritual thing. Every part of the armor comes from the Holy Ghost. You cannot put on the armor of God if if you don't have the Holy Ghost. A lot of people believe that the Holy Spirit just comes on you when you just say, Lord, I receive you. No, 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 no. Uh Uh-uh. That's not being baptized in the Holy Ghost. No, it's not. And let me tell you something. There's a lot of people walking around and think they've got the Holy Ghost, but they don't have the Holy Ghost. Listen, you cannot have the Holy Ghost. I mean, you cannot have the, the armor of God and those things without having the Holy Ghost. And so people wonder why they're easily defeated and they're easily trodden underfoot of the enemy. And it's because they don't have the Holy Ghost. And without the Holy Ghost, you ain't got a chance. You don't have a prayer's chance. Without the Holy Ghost. Now, I want you to look at, uh, and then let's look why. Let's look and see why. I've heard, listen, I've heard, how many of you ever heard somebody say, well, or, or, or the atheist would say, well, I ain't following the devil or God. I don't believe in either one of them. How many times have you ever heard somebody say, well, I don't believe in all that, I don't believe in none of that stuff. Let me tell you something. You're following one or the other. Do not, well, I'm not following, I'm not following God, but I'm not following the devil either. Listen, I'm not serving nobody. I ain't serving the devil and I ain't serving God. Oh, yes, you are. To not serve God is to serve the devil. Everything in this life is of a spiritual nature and we must understand that. Every battle that you fight, every situation you come across has a spiritual underlayment. I want you to understand something. Either God is setting you up or the devil is. One or the other, it's a setup, church. I'm getting ready to do a sermon on that. I'm telling you, it's a setup. Either the devil's setting you up or God's setting you up. Turn with me to 2 Timothy. I've heard people say many times that they ain't they doing things their own self. No, no, you're not. You may think you are, but no, you're not. Second Timothy chapter 2. Second Timothy chapter 2. Verse 25 says, In meekness instructing those that oppose themselves. Uh-oh. What do you mean? How many of you know that you can oppose yourself? 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20, 25. In meekness instructing those that oppose themselves. 
if God, peradventure, will give them repentance. Uh Uh-oh. If God would give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, that He would give you repentance, how blessed are we that we've got the truth tonight? I mean, how blessed are we that we've got the truth tonight, church? I'm telling you, it's a rare thing. This ain't happening all across the country. This ain't happening all across in all these churches around. We're a blessed people to have the truth. And we're sure enough a blessed people to be able to act upon the truth without being shot dead. The country we're praying for this week, uh, North Korea. For those of you that didn't see it on the board, we're praying for North Korea this week. That's our, that's our, uh, our, our chosen prayer uh, country that's in bondage right now. And they get killed over there for the Word of God. Praying for our brothers and sisters over in North Korea. Listen, we're a blessed people to be able to serve God in a land so far that's, of course, that's going by the wayside soon, but I'm telling you, we're still able to serve Him in peace and freedom here. Just as I said earlier today, now Houston has its first, the fourth largest city in America has its first homosexual, openly gay woman mayor. If you can't see the writing on the wall, folks, you're worse off than I thought you was. It's coming. Look at verse 26. And that they may recover themselves. What? Recover themselves? What do you mean? We've got to recover ourselves? Yes, God expects you to do something in this. Yes, He does expect you to move. He doesn't expect you to lay there and let Him do all the work that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. Now listen to this. Here's the key. Who are taken captive by him at his will. Let me tell you something tonight, church. You must have the Holy Ghost. I'm going to show you lots of scriptures about that tonight. You must have the Holy Ghost. And if you don't have it, you need to get it. And if you have it, if you've had it, if you've been filled with the Holy Ghost and hadn't spoken tongues in a while, if you've been filled with the Holy Ghost and you hadn't, you hadn't expressed the Holy Ghost or you hadn't felt the Holy Ghost move through you in a while, you need to stir up the Holy Ghost in you. You need a renewing. You need a refreshing, a restrengthening. Praise God. Listen, the Holy Ghost is like anything else. If you don't use it, you will lose it. Praise God. You just, listen. No pain, no gain. You see them people doing all them exercise things. It makes me tired just watching them. Boy, ooh, I can't even watch them too long. I get tired and lay down somewhere and take a nap. But I'll tell you right now, church, you know, they didn't get them, look, they didn't get all them big old fancy physiques by sitting on the couch eating potato chips. Man, they got out there and pumped iron. They worked. I mean, buddy, they went through the pain. They pressed through the pain until they got to the gain. Uh, hallelujah. Listen, the kingdom of God ain't no different. Uh, no pain, no gain. That's the way it is in the kingdom of God. I can show you in the Word of God. Many of the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. We're chosen in the furnace of affliction. Yeah, there's going to be some, ca- uh, some pain, but oh, my goodness. Woo, what a gain, what a gain. You ain't never seen no gain like we're going to see. If you just stay your course, praise God. The Bible says, who are taken captive at His will. I want to show you tonight several reasons why you must have the Holy Ghost. Why you must not only have the Holy Ghost, but you need to do something with it. 
You need to move in it. You need to have the Holy Ghost moving in you. Praise God. Let's take a look, shall we? As I said earlier, you cannot put on the whole armor of God without the Holy Ghost. Because it's all spiritual armor. Remember what the Bible says. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds, casting down of imaginations, and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So how can you fight a spiritual battle with carnal weaponry? You cannot do it. And how can you fight a spiritual battle if you don't have the Spirit? Church, you are no match for the devil. But the Lord said, He that is within me is greater than he that's in the world. Praise God. He said, He that is within me. And if He is not in you, the Bible says, if His Spirit is not in you, then you are none of His. Uh, woo. Uh, I want to tell you something tonight. The Lord ain't going to force Himself on you. But the devil will. The devil will press the issue. The devil will force himself in. You crack a door and he'll knock it plumb off the hinges coming in. Didn't used to be that way. Remember, we talked about that. We didn't used to have to go nowhere to find God. We might have to talk with Adam. Me and him might go 12 rounds. I better watch that because he might be a great big giant fella. I don't know. <laughs> he, may be, he may be one of them Goliath-looking fellas. I don't know. I may not be able to find a rock or a sling. You know, it didn't used to be that way, church. We didn't used to have to find God. But now he said, You will find me if you diligently seek me. If you seek me with your whole heart. But if you look at that Bible back before the fall, Adam didn't have to go searching for God. God came, found him. Walked with him in the cool of the day. How you doing, Adam? How's everything going? Pretty nice place, isn't it? I like your house here. Like what you've done with the, uh, like what you've done with the uh, landscaping. What'd you name that? Mm-hmm. But because man sought out. The one thing we wasn't supposed to have. God said, okay. Well, if you like to hunt, it's on. Now the hunt's on. Now, he said, he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. But the devil, on the other hand, the devil, you don't have to find hell. Uh, hell will find you. You don't have to find the devil. He's walking right behind you, waiting for the first opportunity that you give him to come in. He will find you. 
and he will smooth and smooth talk you. He'll try to slip in undercover. He'll try to slip in with every smooth word. He'll try to come in on a billboard. You know, they show you all their stuff on billboards and stuff. A beautiful woman laid back, man, with a big old long cigarette about that long. And boy, I mean, just smoking that cigarette, got the smoke going. She just looks so, so sexy and all that kind of stuff and got a bottle of beautiful uh, shed a beautiful uh, crystal in her hand with some alcohol in it. It just looks at she's got all these diamonds, and you know your mental, your mental uh, uh, subconscious re- puts all that together, and it puts in your mind that that's what you're going to get if you drink that product, smoke that cigarette, and you're going to have diamonds, and you're going to get that billboard woman right there. First of all. You don't want that nag, no what? Takes a lot of money to keep a woman like that up. Hell's never full, so the heart of man never satisfied. <laughs> but I tell you what, they don't tell you the end result of that. They don't tell you about the emphysema she's dying from. They don't tell you about the cirrhosis of the liver. They don't tell you about all the illicit sex that she's had that's give her all these diseases. They don't tell you about that stuff. But the devil will slip in. Bible says, walk in the Spirit. You shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The key there is walking in, in the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit. You can't walk in the Spirit if you don't have the Holy Ghost. You cannot walk in the Spirit if you ain't got the Spirit. The Bible says over in Romans 8.1, look there with me, Romans 8.1. Romans 8, 1, it says, there, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. In other words, you're not walking. Here we're talking about walking after the Spirit. This is talking about being led by the Spirit. Praise God. Going down there a little further, it says in verse 5, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. When you get the Holy Ghost, church, when you get the Holy Ghost, you can't miss church. When you get the Holy Ghost, you can't go punch that guy out that just waved at you with that one finger on that hand. Doesn't mean the thought may not cross your mind to go over and clean his clock. But the Holy Ghost will stop you. People say, well, my conscience. No, at that point it's the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will quicken the Word of God to you. And He will bring the Word of God that tells you, I, 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 I. No, 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 no. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Now, look on up there in verse 6 says, For to be carnally minded is death. What? To be carnally minded is death. Yes, to be carnally minded. Because, listen, it's a spiritual battle. You you don't stand a chance walking around in carnality. To be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. To have that spiritual mind. 
Praise God. They that are in the flesh cannot please God. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, I told you this a while ago, he is none of his. Now, understand, and we're going to talk about this in a minute, but if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his Spirit that dwelleth in you. Verse 11. Church, if you ain't got the Spirit, you ain't got no power. If you ain't got the Holy Ghost, you ain't got no power. That does not mean that you cannot pray for somebody and them get a healing. But you are not going to go and heal somebody. Boy, I see lots of, I see lots of looks at this point. What are you saying? What are you saying? Well, you don't heal nobody anyway. Yes, I do. Now, you know I got Bible on this. I wouldn't be saying it. I want you to turn over to Matthew 10 and 6. How many of you know that healing, that that there's gifts, plural, of healing. Gifts of healing. It's gifts. What's a gift? Something that's given to you. Right? It's a gift of the Spirit. It's one of the gifts of the Holy Ghost. What does it say there? Who's got, who's got a, you got Matthew 10, 6 right there? I mean, 8. Is 10, 8? Did I say 8? Hold on, let me get over a week. Yeah, okay, well, I wanted it to start. Verse 6. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Okay, he's telling his disciple here, this is the mission of the twelve. I want you to go, rather, to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as ye go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Okay, you see that? Now, he said, go and preach. Now, that doesn't mean Jesus is going to go preach. He said, you go preach. He gave them the word to preach, but he told them, you go do it. You're the mouthpiece. Now, okay, and he said, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, Raise the dead, cast out devils. Uh-oh, here we are. Freely ye have received, freely give. Let me tell you something. People are worried about taking God's glory. Don't you never take God's glory. We don't want to take the glory of God. It's all His glory. But God gives us the power to do those things. He gives some some the gift of healing, praise God. And I'm going to tell you, praise God. Now listen, I know when I touch somebody, I touched somebody this morning, felt the power of the Holy Ghost come through me with a healing touch. Now, I did not heal it, but listen, I put, I healed him, but God did it through me. But I gave the healing. Now listen, there's a difference in going and healing somebody and praying that somebody be healed and having it happen. There's a difference. You cannot have the Holy Ghost 
and still have your prayers heard. If that was not true, would none of us be here? Because somebody's prayers was answered before you got the Holy Ghost, if you got it. So yes, you can have prayers answered without having the Holy Ghost. But you can't make it to heaven without it. And you can't heal somebody without it. You cannot cleanse the leper without it. You cannot defeat the devil without it. Because the devil is a spirit. And there's only one thing can war against the spirit. And that's another spirit. Flesh cannot war against the spirit. Even though the Bible says that the flesh wars against the spirit, the spirit wars against the flesh. That's just, a, that's just saying there's a battle going on between the two. The flesh is constantly... And listen, I hope I'm not the only one in this church that battles the flesh. Man, I'm going to tell you, it's a battle. Boy, I tell you, it's a battle sometimes. This flesh don't like being obedient to anything, especially God. The devil don't like going to church, but he never misses a service. Church, talking about the Holy Ghost tonight. You need the Holy Ghost tonight. We need the Holy Ghost. Not only do we need the Holy Ghost, but we need to exercise the Holy Ghost. We need to move in the Spirit. We need to be moving in the Spirit. Everything we do needs to be Spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible tells us to pray in the Spirit. Look at Ephesians 6.18. We're going to cover some several Scriptures tonight. That's why I went right on into the... Uh, into the sermon tonight. Woo, boy, we really got started early, didn't we? That's good. Okay. Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6. We're going to be coming back to Ephesians here in just a little bit, but Ephesians 6 for right now. <clears throat> 6.18 says this, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. And for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Understand this, church. That you, listen, the Bible tells us about, the, about praying in the Holy Ghost. And yes, we have a prayer language, but no matter what it is, any language that's of the Holy Ghost is going to be only as the Spirit gives the utterance. There is no... There is no... Uh, 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 tongues of any type that has does not have to be absolutely uttered of the Holy Ghost. You cannot turn a spirit on. There's only one thing that you can do, and that's quench the spirit. Now, you can put that fire out in a heartbeat by disobedience, lack of submission, but you ain't going to start it up. You, you surrender, you enter into that, you, 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 you submit yourself and you just begin to pray and praise God, Lord, hallelujah, if you're in His will, praise God, I mean, then the Holy Ghost will come. Praise the Lord. Sometimes quickly, sometimes not so quickly. It just depends on the circumstances and what God's doing at the time. Now, the Bible tells us to worship in spirit. Praise God. Listen, church, there, you will never have the fervency that you need to have in anything that you're doing outside of the Spirit. You will never have a fervency in worship or in prayer or in your walk or any other part if it's outside of the Spirit. 
Worshiping in spirit, the Bible says in John 4, 23, 24, we saw that a while ago. He said, to, he said in that day, he said, there will be those that will worship Him in spirit and in truth. Now, praise God. Now, in the spirit, we saw Romans 8 and 9. I think we, we, did, that, did we read that 8 and 9? Yes, we did. But you are not in the flesh, but the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man be not in the spirit, he is none of his. Now, Oh, praise God. Here we go. All right. The Bible talks about being baptized over and turn with me to Matthew 3. Matthew chapter 3. Fixing to get interesting. Matthew chapter 3. Verse 11. Now here is John the Baptist talking. Verse 10, he says, And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees, therefore every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Verse 11 says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with Fire. Oh, wait a minute. I have a feeling your mind's in the wrong direction tonight. Whose fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly... Oh, listen. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. Come on. Listen, church, I'm going to tell you right now, I can see some minds going in the wrong direction tonight when we're talking about the fire. (laughs) And he will thoroughly purge his floor. His floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. When it talks about baptizing him with the Holy Ghost and with fire, <laughs> what's he talking about, church? What was that? You're chosen in the furnace of affliction. Let me tell you about let me tell you what let me tell you what baptizing in the fire is. Go over there to Zechariah. Go over to the book of Zechariah. Somebody I tell you what, Sister Opal, get me Isaiah forty three and two. And uh uh I tell you what, who uh my wife get me a Zechariah thirteen and nine. Okay, now, okay, Sister Opal, do you have the, uh, do you have that for me, please? When thou walkest, okay, look, what's one of the key words there? The key word, it didn't say if you do, if you do, if, it said when, what did it start with? When, read that again. When thou passest through the waters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When thou walkest through the fire. 
Now we're starting to get a little grip on the baptism of fire right now. Now we're starting to see where He's coming with that. Baptize you. He said, I will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Listen, church, I'm telling you, He said when you come out, He said you will come out as gold. Tried in the fire. Praise God. All right, now, what, all right, here we go. Now, Zechariah. This is good stuff right here. Listen to Zechariah. I love this. Y'all go over there with me right quick before she gets to reading on that. Praise God. All right. One man said, I heard y'all, one man said that joy is finding Zechariah before the preacher gets through preaching on it. <laughs> it's, take a, take a, go to Matthew and take a left. Just a couple of chapters back. Zechariah, what was the Scripture? What was the Scripture number? Thirteen nine. Okay, Zechariah thirteen nine. Everybody got it. You need to start doing some marking in your Bibles right here. Okay. I, I tell you what. Let me read this. Look at verse seven. Look at verse seven here. It says, "Awake, O sword, against my shepherd, and against the man that is my fellow." That word "fellow" means kindred man or comrade. Saith the Lord of hosts, smite the shepherd, and the sheep shall be scattered, and I will turn mine hand upon the little ones. And it shall come to pass that in all the land, saith the Lord, listen to this, two parts therein shall be cut off and die. All of them, all of them are cut off there. But he said two parts of them shall be cut off and die. Listen, church. There's a lot of people flooding into churches that will serve God or supposedly serve God as long as there's no problems, long as there's no sickness, as long as there's no loss of a job, as long as there's no difficulties. But the first time they're nudged off the mountaintop, they begin to curse God and die. They begin to say, well, if God loved me, well, God, if you want me to pay tithes, you're going to have to give me more money. Well, God, if you want me to do this, you want me to do that, you're going to have to do something for me. Uh-uh, uh-uh, whoa. There's a bunch of them that say that. That's the ones that when they're cut off, which means knocked off the mountaintop, it says they will, they're cut off and die. In other words, they fall away. We are living in the time right now where there's a great falling away taking place, church. Oh, but on the flip side, come on. Oh, there's a great outpouring of the Holy Ghost going out too. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now listen. He said, And I will turn my hand upon the little ones, and it shall come to pass it in all the land, saith the Lord, two parts therein shall be cut off and die. But the third part shall be left therein, And I shall bring the third part through the fire. Through the fire. And will refine them as silver is refined. And will try them as gold is tried. They shall call on my name and I will hear them. I will say it is my people. And they shall say the Lord is my God. You see that? Church, if you'll just take daddy by the hand, 
Praise God. Yeah, you need the Holy Ghost because without the Holy Ghost, you ain't going to make it through the fire. Listen, if you want your hand in Daddy's hand, you better be willing to go through the fire because He said He would lead them through the fire. If you will not go through the fire, you're going to snatch back from His hand when He enters into the fire. When it says, and you, you read that scripture, it said, you shall not be burned. That don't mean it ain't going to burn the chaff off of you. It's going to burn the chaff off of you. But it ain't going to be the eternal fires of hell that will burn you forever and forever. That's the fires that ain't going to burn you. But you're going to have to go through the fire. No doubt about it. It's part of it. There's one coming after me who will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. They go hand in hand. Many of the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. Says, man born of a woman, his days are few and full of trouble. Let me tell you something, church. It goes, it's synonymous. Listen, going through the fire is synonymous with being a Christian. He said, if they persecuted me, they will persecute you. What was that scripture you read this morning? Wasn't it this morning? About the saints. Yeah, being persecuted at the end. Giving power. Come on with it. Uh-huh. Uh-uh-uh. What? Didn't say overcome the leftovers. Didn't say overcome the, the ones that were left behind. It said He was giving power to overcome the saints. The saints will still be here. I'm telling you what, church. You better be prepared to go through the fire. Because we're going to go. You ain't going to make it without the Holy Ghost. The Bible says it's the seal. It's the seal. Boy, we're going to have to hurry. The Bible says, except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, John 3, 5 and 6. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. John 3. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. You must be born of the Spirit. How are you born of the water? You are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And there you are born in the Spirit. The Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is being born in the Spirit. You're baptized in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to look over there with me to... First of all, let's start with uh, John 14. John 14. Go there with me. John 14. John 14, 6. Says this, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. All right, now let's look and see what that is. Okay, what is the way? He's the way. The Bible says that it tells us that the way is the name. He said, No, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Praise God. That's through the name. Luke ten seventeen. Somebody grab that for me. Praise God. Sister Virginia, would you grab me Luke 
10, 17. Sister Sandra, John 10 and 9. Brother Draper, Colossians 3, 17. Okay, who's got the first one? Luke 10, 17. You see that? Even the devils are subject to us. How? Through thy name. Huh, listen. <laughs> you, better not, you better not approach no devil in your name. You're in a world of trouble. You're, you're, an ac- you're a death waiting to happen. You're an accident that's fixing to take place. I'm telling you, before you do that, you better call spiritual 911 tell them to get started your direction. Because it ain't going to take long for the devil to make short work of you. Remember, there were some Pharisees. There were some, there were some Pharisees and Sadducees or scribes that decided that they wanted to cast out devils. And so, uh, he came up and said, hey, uh, they said, man, they saw Jesus and the disciples casting out devils. And so they came up there and they said, uh, uh, they said, oh, that looks pretty cool. I think I'll try that. Let me, I, I wouldn't advise it. You better be prepared. You better be prayed up and stayed up, fasted up and ready. I'm going to tell you right now because that's some real stuff. <laughs> and there's more and more of this world playing with that stuff right now. I'll tell you right now. Boy, they're opening a can of worms with that stuff. I'll tell you, they're opening up a can of devils. All this paranormal stuff they're doing on TV now and these paranormal kids and all that garbage. But those, those, pre, those uh, uh, Pharisees and scribes said this. They went up to that guy that was possessed with devils and said, uh, Yeah, I adjure thee by Jesus who Paul preaches. Come out of him. <laughs> that devil that was in them looked out of that fella and said, Paul, I know. He said, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. But who are ye? Huh. Who are you? And he leaped out of that. That man leaped on them ripped them to shreds and throw them out the door naked into the street. You ain't no match for the devil. It's only the Spirit of God that needs to be dwelling in you that you need to approach that devil. The way. Who's got that next scripture? Sister Sandra. The Lord said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Here He says, I am the door. I am the door, praise God, to the sheepfold. He's the door. You cannot be in this sheepfold without Jesus' name, baptism, Jesus' name, period. You cannot be a member of the kingdom of God without Jesus' name, baptism. He said anybody that tries to climb up any other way is a thief and a robber. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You only have power through the name. Colossians 3.17 By Him. The Bible says, Whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all. Not do part of it. Not do three quarters of it. Seven eighths of it. Fifteen sixteenths of it. Thirty, thirty-one thirty seconds. All in the name of Jesus. That means baptism, that means prayer, that means everything that you do, do it in the name of Jesus. The way, the truth. What is the truth? 
Praise God. The truth is also the name, but let's look at the truth. The Bible says, John 1.14, John 1.14. Well, you first start over there. You first start over there in 1 John 5.7 that says in the, there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. But then you go over to the book of John, and you go down to 1.14. It says, it says, and He robed Himself in flesh, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The truth. Okay, now. Look at Ephesians 1, 13. Ephesians 1 and 13. We're going to be getting to this here in just a minute in another way. Ephesians 1, 13 says, In whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, which is the gospel of your salvation, in whom also... At, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh-oh. Wait, 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 wait. Uh-oh. 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 It's talking about the Word, but then it says, in whom? It says, it's talking about the Word, but then it says, in whom? Remember the Bible over in 1 John 5, 7 said, There are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. It's calling the Word, calling Jesus the Word there. Over in John 1, it's a, in 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then the verse 10 of that chapter says, He was in the world. Who's, who's He? The Word. He was in the world. The world was made by Him. Who? Jesus. Who? The Word. Jesus. The Word. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. Who? The world was made by Him, and the world knew Him not. Then you go to 14, and it says, And the Word was made flesh, and dwelt among us. Then you go over here to 13, and first in Ephesians 1, 13, says, In whom? In whom? Ye also trusted. After that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. The word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. What's the gospel of your salvation? Repent and be baptized, every one of you. That's the plan of salvation. In the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. In whom also, after that ye believed, in whom ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, Where's the Holy Spirit of promise? What's the Holy Spirit of promise? The Holy Spirit of promise is over in Acts chapter 2 verse 38, which says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, for the promise is unto you. There is the Holy Spirit of promise right there. For the promise is unto you. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. There is the Holy Spirit of promise. After that you heard the word of truth, ye believed the gospel of your salvation, whom after that ye believed ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession. Church, you've got to have the Holy Ghost to make it to heaven. It's the earnest of your inheritance. It is the seal that's upon you. Look over in Ephesians. I think it's chapter four. It's chapter. It's chapter four, verse thirty. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. You see, you putting that together. 
And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed. That's the same seal it's talking about over here in one thirteen that you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. And that's the same one it's talking about over in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, that says, You receive the Holy Ghost, for the promise is unto you. You see, the Holy, that's the Holy Spirit of promise right there. See, now, the truth. Okay, the light. What is the light? We know that the word of truth is Jesus. Now, it's the, it's the word of God. It's the word of truth. Now, okay, what is the life? He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. The life, the Bible says over in Leviticus, the book of Leviticus, chapter 17, I've got that, so you don't have to turn there if you don't want to. 17, 11, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. It is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. (laughs) Praise God. There's a type and shadow of a big thing to come. Praise God. Hallelujah. And He did it. He gave it to us upon the altar. The Bible says He gave His life. It was not taken. He laid it down for Him. Praise God. He gave it. So the life, He's the way, the truth, the life. He's the name, the Word, and the blood. He's the blood. It came from Him, praise God. Now, the Bible says over there in Mark chapter 16. Here's the Great Commission, Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16 here tonight. Mark chapter 16 and 15, it says, And He said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not, if he's not, if he doesn't believe, he won't be baptized. He believeth not shall be damned. Now listen, listen to this. Now this is good stuff. This is good stuff here. And these signs, we know that, shall follow them that believe. It's, listen. Wait a minute. No, I, I read that wrong. I read that wrong. It said, have, you, have y'all got that? Turn over to fifteen uh, to sixteen, fifteen in Mark. Y'all got that? Okay, let's read. Let's read 16. It says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. What verse 17 says, And these shall follow closely with me. And these signs that follow them, these signs might follow them that believe. These signs could follow them that these signs should follow them. These signs might follow them. The Bible says these signs shall follow them that believe. Okay, now listen. I want y'all to underline, underline this next little part. Underline this next little part right here. In my name... The everything, in other words, everything else is all under this right here. He tells you that, hey, all this other stuff's going to come, but it's all going to be done starting right here. It starts at Jesus. Everything's, remember I told you, everything begins and ends at the name of Jesus. It says, in my name, underline that, in my name shall they cast out devils. In other words, in my name they shall speak. Uh-oh, wait a minute, now wait a minute. In my name they shall cast out devils, and they might speak with new tongues. Uh Uh-oh. So it says, in my name 
They shall cast out devils and they shall speak with new tongues. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. That does not mean, listen, don't you come in this church with no rattlesnake under your arm. Don't you come in here holding no shaking box, sound like a rattlesnake. Don't be coming in here playing no flute for no cobra. Because you're going to have to find another pastor for that service that night. I can promise you, because I'm going to make one of them windows right there a little bigger. Hey, watch it. I got, I'm right here. I can hear you. <laughs> I got feelings, you know. <laughs> Boy, you just got me off my train of thought. I'm thinking about dieting now. <laughs> I think I'll go on that diet with mom. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, some diet. I, I think I can handle that diet. It says, and it said they shall take up serpents. Listen, how many of you know that old devil is a serpent? Listen, how many of you know that, listen, you battle snakes of all kind of uh, snakes all the time. You battle serpents, you, you battle serpents all the time. You're all the time battling serpents. They shall take up serpents, and if they shall drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. It shall not. If there's the shalls and the shall nots. There's not no maybes and maybe nots. There's shall and shall not. This is to the people that's got the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you something. This ain't for everybody. This ain't for everybody. It's for those that have made themselves white in the blood of the Lamb. Oh, praise God. It's just like those that went through the Red Sea. Praise God. I want you to understand it wasn't for everybody praise God it was for the ones that had a hold of Jesus' hand it was for those that God opened it for he didn't open that river for everybody he didn't open the Red Sea for everybody. He opened it for His people, which were called by His name. Oh, my God. Oh, praise God. And when they came through, is the last one through? Yes, that's the last one, Lord. Close the gate. Praise God. Let me tell you something. This ain't for everybody. That don't mean everybody can battle snakes. That don't mean everybody's going to heal people. It's only the ones that believe and are baptized in the name of Jesus. They are the ones that have the power. There's no other way. You can listen, the devil's been trying to make counterfeit Jesus for since the beginning of time. But there's only one name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It's the name of Jesus. There ain't no counterfeit. There ain't no other name. There's only one Lord, one faith, one baptism. It's all Jesus. Woo! Mm-mm-mm. Praise God. Woo! Praise the Lord. Woo, hallelujah. Praise God. Okay. I tell you right now, we ain't going to get through this message tonight. You can't defeat the devil. You can't defeat the devil without the Holy Ghost. He can outrun you. He can outfight you. He's bigger than you. You ain't even a blip on the radar map. 
He's been around for years and you can't kill him. You can't kill a spirit. Spirits live forever somewhere. But I want to tell you something. <laughs> Turn over with me to the book of Acts, if you would please. To Acts chapter 1. I love the Word of God. Don't you love the Word of God? I just want to sing that song to the Lord. Yeah, man, that's the good stuff. Praise God. I can just change that. Praise God. I tell you, this is the good stuff right here. This is the goodest one. Hallelujah. I love this Word. Praise God. There's so much to it. I'm so thankful that God gave me the ability to, to read His Word. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Mm. Okay, now, let's go through this one Scripture right here that just means so much. It's such a precious Scripture. I love it. Okay, is everybody? Everybody at one eight. But you might receive power... During any time, during any of your walk with God, you might receive some power by saying, Lord, I receive you now. Lord, I, I confess my sins, and Lord, I receive you as my Savior. You could possibly receive power, and you might be a redneck. Is that in your Bible? Let's see what it really says. But ye shall, get your pens out, receive power. I wonder if I might, I wonder if I might ask my mother, when you gonna get the power? I, 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 I don't want your word, I want what Jesus said. What did Jesus say right there? Oh, wait, wait a minute, okay now, when you gonna get the power? After, the Bible says, but you shall receive power after, underline that word, after. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Oh, praise God. No, you don't just receive the power because you go to church. You don't just receive the power because you say a sinner's prayer. You don't just receive the power because you say, hey, I'm a Christian. No, you will receive the power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Oh, praise God. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you, that's when you got the power. Hallelujah. Woo! The Bible says this means been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. Man, I don't want the devil to see me coming. I want the devil to see Jesus in cowboy boots. I want, I want the devil to, uh, oh, uh, uh, go ahead. That's right. Don't you get in my way no more. Get your hands off her. She was sick, but she ain't sick now in Jesus' name. Praise God. While the devil's sitting over there wrapping you up, trying to close your lungs off where you can't breathe, trying to close your... And I say, get back from her, devil. He belongs to Jesus in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Devil, get your hand. Get the hit, Satan. Get the hit, Satan. Get your hand off. Get that, get that bottle out of his hand. Hmm. Woo! Huh. Praise God. That's right. 
praise God. It ain't me. I can't break them chains. Oh, but the one in me can break them chains. Praise God. Oh, the one in me can make them chains fall off. Oh. Mm. Church, I want to tell you tonight, you need the Holy Ghost. Oh, you need the power. Oh, and it'll come on you after that. The Holy Ghost has come upon you. Oh, praise God. Woo! I'm not trying to get you to become a... I'm not trying to get you to become a churchgoer. I'm not trying to get you to go out there and get people to be churchgoers, pew warmers. Praise God. What did the rest of that Scripture say? But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye might... Shall, you shall be witnesses unto me, unto me, both in wait, unto me, yes, whatsoever you do unto the least of these, my brother, you do also unto me. Oh, praise God, when you're witnessing to somebody, oh, when you are witnessing to somebody about Jesus, He's right there. You're talking to Jesus. He said, you'll be witnesses unto me. Both in Jerusalem, in Judea, and in Samaria, and into the uttermost parts, praise God, of the earth. Church, Jesus is going around and He's getting people primed up. He's pushing the dirt back. He's getting the rocks out. And he's getting the soil ready. And then he's standing there saying, Okay, go ahead. And as you minister that seed, praise God, into that soil that he's prepared, praise God, you're doing it unto the Master that he, that he, praise God, that prepared, he that sowed and he that reapeth will rejoice together, praise God. Hallelujah. Church, I want you to know something. There's more going on than you know. Oh, this house ought to have a hundred people in it tonight. There's people who need to hear this. Church, I'll tell you right now. He said you'd have power to reach His people with the Holy Ghost. Listen, if you ain't got the Holy Ghost... You don't have the power. First of all, the Bible says that you must have the Holy Ghost. The Comforter. The Holy Ghost is also the Comforter. Whom the Father will send in my name. He said, in my name. What's the name of the Holy Ghost? Jesus is the name of the Holy Ghost. There are three, but there's only one. He said, the Holy Ghost whom the Father will send in my name, He shall bring to remembrance all things whatsoever I've said unto you. You've got to have the Holy Ghost. Listen, all word is given by inspiration of God through the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the one that inspired it to be written. The Holy Ghost knows what He meant. The Holy Ghost knows what it means. And the Holy Ghost can reveal it to you. Let me tell you, they seeing, see not. They hearing, hear not. It's because they don't have the Holy Ghost, which unlocks the key to their understanding. It says their minds were darkened. Listen, their minds were blinded. He has made it impossible for people to 
read themselves. You must go to the author of the book. I don't want man's theory. But I tell you what, when the Holy Ghost is in it, I don't care how good something sounds, when the Holy Ghost gets in it, you stand back and you say, wait a minute. Now let me also drop another thought in your mind. The Bible also says, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let the Word be established. You're going to find it more than one place in the Bible. You're going to find it more than one place. If you're trying to cause something to mean a certain thing and you can't find it anywhere else in the Bible where it will mean that certain thing, you got the wrong meaning. Because the Spirit bears witness with itself. Did you know that? <laughs> the Spirit in Moses was the same Spirit in John. The same Spirit that was in Joshua. The same Spirit that was in Ezekiel. The same Spirit that was in Jeremiah. Praise God. Was in David and was in, and is in me. Praise God. And listen, the same Spirit in me that was in the man that wrote the book. It was in, listen, I've got the same Spirit David had. I've got the same Spirit Ezekiel had. I've got the same Spirit that, uh, uh, man Joshua had. Praise God. Jeremiah. Isaiah. That's how I can understand what he said. Because that same Spirit said, this is what I meant when I said that. Because he was there. Isaiah may be going on and he's up there and he can't come talk to me and sit down. Now, that'd be really cool if, uh, if Elijah and Moses want to come on down and hang out a while. That'd be pretty cool. I think that'd be real cool. I'll let them preach and I'll be glad to sit down. Well, I wouldn't sit down. I'd be dancing all over this building. But <laughs> praise God. I wouldn't have a voice for 20 years after that. <laughs> but I'll borrow his chariot and I'll see you all later. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> If you better not give me the keys to that chariot, I'm gone. <laughs> I said, uh, we're going somewhere. Come on, honey, let's go. We'll be back in just a little while, maybe. But I tell you what, church. No, I said, come on, baby, let's go. I said, hey, you know, clean them ears out. I wouldn't even tell you. I just throw you over my shoulder and off we'd go. Praise God, I can still do it, honey. <laughs> oh, I tell you what. If I have a chance, we're out of here. Praise God, we're out of here. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, church, I tell you, I've got the same spirit. That's how, that's how I can see the Word of God. Because the same spirit that was in them is the same spirit in me. And the, the spirit bears witness with itself. That's why you need the Holy Ghost. It's the one that wrote the book. See? And, and so you can get the feel for what, what was going on at that time. And what, and because the spirit was there. See? Praise God. That's where, that's where you need to pray in the Spirit. And you need to walk in the Spirit. When you are walking in the Spirit, when you're thinking with a renewed mind, huh, praise God. Oh, and when you get, then you go to the Word. Huh, praise God. Oh, and He said you, if you're going to serve Him, He's a Spirit. You must serve Him, worship Him in Spirit and in truth. Oh, praise God. Huh. Hallelujah. Woo! Praise God. Bible tells us to go and heal and all that. We know that. Freely you receive, freely give. 
I want you to look at something here tonight. Matthew 26, 41. I'm getting ready to close. I look for my look every time I say that. Brother uh, uh, brother Feld looks up and he says, well, there's my hour mark. There's my, we're, we're an hour from the end. He, he just marks me right there. <laughs> 45 minutes, he's got it. He knows it even better than I do. <laughs> well, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let the Word be established, you know. <laughs> okay, turn with me if you would to uh, Matthew 26. I'll try not to keep you too much longer. Okay, chapter 20, uh, 26, and we're going to go to verse 41. Whew. Oh, church, praise God. Oh, here's such, a, here's such a description of it right here. Watch and pray. Church, don't just watch. Pray. He, pray goes with watch. Watch and pray. We need to be watching and praying. And he said that ye enter not into temptation. The Spirit is indeed willing. This here tells you that the Spirit wants to do right. But the flesh is weak. So if you are in the flesh, you will not fulfill the will of the Spirit. But you must walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill You shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You see that? But if you're walking in this flesh, you can't fulfill the will of the Spirit because they war against one another. Church, you've got to have the Spirit. You cannot defeat the flesh without the Spirit. And you must have the Holy Ghost to do it. You must have the Holy Ghost to do it. Church, I want to tell you something. That doesn't mean that people that don't have the Holy Ghost are not trying to live decent lives. They may be. But let me tell you something. You're not going to see them go through a whole lot of problems like you see Christians right now because this is the devil's hour. And he wants people in church. He just don't want them in the truth. And so... They may be able to withstand some little trials and things. But I'll tell you right now, it's when you start getting a hold of the truth. That's when the fire comes. That's when the fire comes. And that's when you're going to have to have the Holy Ghost to overcome it. Because there, he said, then they that believe, there's a whole lot of people don't believe in the Holy Ghost. They just think it's the Holy Spirit and everybody has it. When you have it, you've had it. <laughs> when you have the Holy Ghost, it's on. And then you're going to need the Holy Ghost. He said, He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. They're synonymous. When you got the power, He's giving it to you for a reason. When you are many are called, few are chosen. How are we chosen? 
in the furnace of affliction. All are called. Many, it says many are called. I'm going to tell you all are called. Because 11.28 of Matthew says, Come unto me. All. All ye that labor. The Bible says, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all men. There's a lot more to this, church, than what people want to believe. They want to make it so simple. And I've heard people say, well, people want to make it so complicated. Well, I'll tell you what. This confounds the wise. Wisdom of man is foolishness with God. People sell this short. They want to think. It's so easy. It's such a simple thing. No. Huh. It's a lot of work. This is a lot of work. This ain't no cakewalk. How many of you ever been in a... I mean, well, I don't know about, I don't know about some of you, but... How many of you fellows ever been in a really get-down fight? Some of you ladies may have. Been in a real, I mean, a real eye-scratching, nose-pulling, ear-biting, boy, I mean, just a get-down and knock-down, drag-out brawl, son. I mean, a fight for, fight to the finish. I have. Wasn't no, it's your turn to punch me now. I'll hit you last. Oh, no. There wasn't no time to talk. You didn't dare open your mouth because you'd love to get a foot in it. This is a fight we're in. That's how Paul described it. Well, if it's a fight, I'd say that this is pretty tough stuff. Yeah. What Jesus went through wasn't no cakewalk either. But understand... What Jesus did for us was also a type and shadow too. People don't like to think about that. Everything Jesus did here, including Him going to His death for the sake of the Word of God and for the sake of our salvation, was a type and shadow of us. He said... He was in all points tempted as we yet without sin. The Bible also said that if I have done these things, He said, the servant is not greater than the master. He said, if I have done these things unto you, then ye ought also to do it one to another. He's talking about foot washing there. But I want to tell you something, church. If you look through here, every one of His disciples ended up giving their life for Him except for John. And they tried boiling Him in oil. But every one of them was martyred. We've got literally countless thousands, if not millions, that have done it. Church, this is a fight to the finish. How do I know that? Because the Bible says, Be ye not weary in well-doing, for in due season ye shall reap, if ye faint not. Galatians 6 and 9. Paul said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. 
I have kept the faith. Henceforth, means from that point forward, there was laid up for him a crown of righteousness. Praise God. Whom the Lord, the righteous judge, praise God, shall give it his appearing. Not only to him, but to all those who love his appearing. Praise God. The Bible said that he would pour out his spirit upon all flesh. It's not the Holy Ghost falling out of the sky, church. No. No. I want you to understand something tonight. You're not just going to get the Holy Ghost as it falls out of the sky. It ain't just falling out of the sky on people. No. How does He pour out His Spirit? How does He pour out His Spirit? All right, look at John 6 and 63. John 6, 63. Look at this. 